This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. So locally created, nationally celebrated, a studio full of uh, car nuts today, and I'm probably going to get fired before the end of the show. Oh man, that's it. It's over. <laughs> this this is how it works. Um, I'm going to be super controversial today. Here it comes. Here it comes. Are you ready? Mm. You I'm got, ready. Uh, you got your, have you got your cardboard box? Yeah, I put on high top socks. Did you? I'm ready to run. <laughs> uh so there was a meeting we are involved in, I am involved in the local automotive press association. And there was a meeting this year at the, uh, the uh, local automotive show. And um, one of the journalists called electric cars fake news. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. What? Yeah, call them fake me? news. Dangerous terms. And then, and then another journalist stormed out. Maybe several, we don't know. Some of them had to go to appointments, and it got posted on Facebook, and there was a hoo-ha about it. Not there a was hoo-ha. phone calls, and there was Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists getting involved, and there was national press directors commenting on it from automotive manufacturers mm-hmm. and people defending, saying, I wasn't involved in this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it became like almost a national event from one random comment made by a journalist, a loosely word, loosely used term, yeah. journalist who has been in the industry 400 years. And they, I think, made it as a joke. Mm. I I can only assume they made it as a joke. I don't think Let's they were hope. serious. Yeah. Maybe they were. Um, they're not here to defend themselves. And um, this has now become a national platform that, uh, that, you know, everyone's like disgusted or people are taking sides. First of all, let's establish it, it clearly isn't fake news because there's government policy over it. So you can't, I mean, whether you agree with it or disagree that uh, the electric cars are news or fake news. They are definitely not, or you agree with them or disagree with them, they're definitely not fake news. Yeah. They are real. I own one. The last time I went into the garage, I could touch it, I could sit in it, and I could drive it. Can you plug it in? I can plug it in. I plugged it in. I'm getting charged for it. That's not fake. My bill isn't fake. It's not, if if the taking the money's fake, I'd like it back, please. Nick, is the 0 to 16 3.1 seconds fake? 3.4, 3.3, 3.4. That's not fake. I've done it. Yeah. So I have to tell you, that has to be a joke. In what regard are they saying the electric car is fake news? They're not here to defend themselves. So I have to say, let's hope it was jest. Okay. But ultimately, it's it. there is shameful things, first of all. And I am the most shameful of all of them. Because I didn't debate that journalist. And that's the most shameful thing. Mm. I should have pulled them up on the spot and said, Sir, sir, explain yourself. And I didn't do that. 
the fingers out and everything. And as a as a vice president of the Northwest Automotive Press Association, I should have asked that journalist to explain their comment. And I did not do that. And I should have done. I should have had them explain themselves, which I did not do. So the fault lies partially with me. The fault lies much more with them. Yeah, I want to know. For making a comment like that and inappropriately. That individual also called somebody from an automotive company the PR girl inappropriate. Mm. I feel like that's sitting at the dinner table and making fun of your own mom's cooking. Like you can't you can't be saying things like that when you're in part of the family like that. Just wasn't appropriate. Anything else in the meeting is it was a closed meeting. Can't talk about it. Those things have already been made public. They were made public on a social media platform. I can talk about them. Other things were not made public. Can't talk about it. You know, not that there was anything to hide, but it would be inappropriate for me to discuss any of them. But I'm just discussing the stuff that's already been discussed. Mm. And just think it was inappropriate. And it was inappropriate of me not to challenge this individual because I'm a challenger. I will challenge you on something. I'm not necessarily the most intelligent person in the world. But if I think it's wrong, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to say I think it's wrong. And I didn't, and I should have done. And obviously, electric vehicles are not fake news. They're just not fake news. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Now, whether you agree with electric vehicles and whether you agree with the politicians pushing them very hard and whether you agree with manufacturers, and we'll get to the manufacturers in a second, whether you agree with manufacturers pushing them so hard, that's different. That's completely different. But they're definitely not fake news, first. And secondly, manufacturers have to work with governments. You can't work against governments because governments are the ones that grant you the license to do a lot of the things that you do. And if you decide to oppose what the governments do, you don't get very far. You don't get licenses for factories. You don't get licenses to do a lot of things. So it's much easier in life to work with than to oppose. So I understand if the government says, hey, we are the government of power, we are mandating X, Y, and Z, then as an auto manufacturer, you go, okay, then we will follow the rules. You don't have to follow all the rules. Yeah. You can challenge some of the rules, but if you challenge 100% of the rules, you probably won't get very far, and then your profits will disappear, and then you will be bankrupt. There's lots of easy ways to go bankrupt, and that's probably one of the easiest. But you don't challenge the government on 100% of things. Mm. You just don't do it. If your boss says, Anthony, airflow or auto Andy, <laughs> yeah, automatic Andy, you do these things, and you say to me, no, guess what's going to happen? I won't be your boss very long. That's right. Right. So that that's what happens, right? I'm a type of employee that I'll tell you no while I'm doing it. Yeah, you will. When you'll grumble. Yeah. Or you'll, you'll make my life miserable, more miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, you know, you you want to be a team player. And that's exactly what 
car, car you know, automotive manufacturers want to be. They want they, they do their own thing within the shell of what they do, and mm. they and they innovate. But you don't make cars with square wheels because that doesn't work, right? Yeah, yeah. and there's there's a little bit of a, a formula, right? Right. To do things. Yeah, you, sure I mean, you you work within the formulas, the science of of the world's physics. And it's the same way with everything in life. Now, so electric cars are what the government is mandating. And so people are pushing it. Now, there's several different reasons for that. Obviously, governments want to get away from foreign oil. They don't mm. want foreign countries to be in control of power. We've seen that many parts of Europe still have to take natural gas for heating from Russia. Um, they don't have any choice. And yeah. while they take natural gas from Russia, Russia controls the price of their heating. Yeah. And if they put the price up, it's the cost of living goes up in Europe. And Makes sense. So they don't want, they're looking for alternative ways to heat the homes. And the same with oil. If, if foreign countries control oil, while Iran produces oil, while Iraq produces oil, Saudi Arabia produces oil, those states control the flow of oil, the price, and they control our gas. It's a lot of power. It's power that they it's have over the United States. And so our government is trying to reduce that by elevating electric cars so that power is not run by a country outside of the United States. So for lack of better terms, we're trying to to like get out of our mom's house. Yeah. Somewhat. Although bit. I don't like to see Iraq, Iran and Saudi Arabia as our mom. No. Saudi Arabia is a friendly country. Good good tourism. Uh, uh debatable. <laughs> Debatable. No, I, I get it though. Like if we can, if we can cut those ties. But that's a tiny. That's, that's a tiny sliver of the pie right there. I mean, yeah, that's, There's a lot of other things that get to play. Yeah, no, it's this. great. I mean, there's there's good and bad things that reason that we want to go towards electric. Ultimately, that's a tiny sliver of the pie. There's a, man, a thousand other reasons, but ultimately, there's reasons that government is pushing electric. Yeah. Um, good or bad, you might disagree with some. You might agree with many, but it's not fake news. No, it's def that I can't. He had. I, I have to assume he was kidding or trying to make a horrible joke. He's not here to defend himself. So yeah, all no. I can do is report what happened. I can't give any reasons why. Uh, I would. I would like a, a few. Out minutes. of this story, I want you to note several things. I have name. I've not named him, and I've just given you the facts. My chest is a lot lighter. I would also like to say bonus points uh, in in the month. Uh, this month. At O'Reilly's Auto Parts, shop in, uh, stop in today uh, for store-wide savings. Uh, existing members who switch to email or text at $10 bonus rewards, they are available at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Earn up to four times O rewards points on selected items through the store and online. You can do that as well. Get rewards when you reach 150 points. Shop earn points and get rewards uh, not only O rewards but uh, if you're not a member yet you can sign up for rewards at O'Reilly Auto Parts online at the store at O'ReillyAuto.com we'll be right back
You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast, available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Ourautoexpert.com is where you'll find it. All right, I got it off my chest. I feel much better now. <sighs> I can see you're not you're not as standing. You're, yeah, you're you're relaxed a little bit. The glow uh, change. I am. Uh, Air filter, Anthony. Automotive, Andy. They're on the show today. Um, so, Air filter, you're taking over the podcast. Uh, that's right. Found yeah. out today. Exciting news you for me in my today. life. You sort of <laughs> known this was coming, though. I sort of knew this was coming, but you know, when it's an, an official email from Nick Miles, then yeah. things are happening. How yeah. did it, was that your first? That was the big one, huh? That was the big it one. It felt good, didn't it? Oh, the one I'm, that I, the I'm going to be that, riding this high for quite a while. Yeah, that's nice. I got mine back in 2001. Oh from yeah! Nick. Look at you go. Can, mm. can I? T- do you want to hear the story about uh, Auto Andy? Yes, I do. So I um, I started off my career as the morning show producer for um, one of the big morning shows. And um, I, you know, I had my gaggle of interns come in. I had a whole like school bus of interns show up, uh, probably about 20 of them. And they were all, it was uh, college interns. So they were all, uh, what, 18, 18? Yeah, between 18, 18, none of us could buy beer. Yeah, 18, 19. They all showed up and I, you know, I think I had we had twenty interns or so. Sort least. of, you know, four went to promotions and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. I think a show we had five. Mm-hmm. There was our capacity. That's all I would take is five. Um, and it was sort of a rotation. I think you did two days. The interns did like two days a week, um, mm-hmm. and they would overlap. Yeah. So you know, two on Monday, two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, that sort of thing. And they would do. They would overlap. And uh, we had intern lists of what they had to do. And then Joe, who was actually a promotions intern, came to me and said, um, I got a friend called Andy, and he really wants to intern. I said, I'm full. can't have any more. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you really like him. He's really funny. You love him. I said, nope, I'm full. Sorry. And, and I'm, it was a big morning show, and uh, I just haven't time for anything. Yeah. You know, I was just booking guests and... Um, you know, I had people like Drew, Drew Carey calling me to get on the show and all this sort of thing. It was just, it was big time. And uh, I was friends with, uh, you know, we had sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger on and with a lot of big sh- guests. A lot. And he's like, I'm going to bring him in. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and um, he, he like brought this kid in. How heavy were you then? Oh, I was, I was huge. I was, I had to have been... Yeah, I mean, I was 600 pounds. Yeah. He brought a 600 pound, five foot seven kid in in the hallway. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and you said, that's our guy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I talked to him for a while and yeah. I, I sort of pretty much fell in love with him. I fell in love um, with him too. He's and lovable. I, and then I said, all right, I'm going to call you Tiny. Start on Monday. That was it. That was the was quickest like, interview ever. And he 20 was like, years later. No, mm-hmm. and, and what happened was, you know, he started Monday, and I think by Wednesday, uh, he ended up on the afternoon show. Mm-hmm. And I think by the following Monday, he was full-time on the afternoon <laughs> show. I lost him to the <laughs> afternoon show. And then the afternoon show, 
grabbed me from the mornings and were like begging me to come to afternoons, begging and begging. And I would, I gave them a couple hours. So I was coming to work at two, three in the morning and staying, I would only stay till 7 p. So I was working the same hours I work nowadays, two or three and seven p. And that's Jeez. how. And then, you know, we, so we've been friends since about 2001. Yeah, officially. I think I, yeah, that was it. Yeah. In the middle of 2001 it was great man i i loved it i only got to do a handful of things with the morning show before i got swooped up yeah but it was it was great and then uh eventually afternoons got their way and they kept throwing money at me and so eventually they moved me to afternoons that lasted about a year and then um the station group said we're um we're moving you to afternoons and then they said i said you know i don't like i, I mean afternoons was fine but i wasn't really happy and they said how about we move afternoons to mornings? And there they, it was. And they fired the morning show and put me back on mornings, and then they put <laughs> me on the air. Yeah. And then um, more on the air because I was already on the air. And then, then they said, yeah, this is really great, but we, we think we've got bigger plans for you. And then they started moving moving us city to city, and they were they just we showed up one day, and our houses were packed up into moving trucks, and we were driven to the next city, <laughs> and we were moving city to city. That's sort of the beginning. And then... I think about 2005, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to TV. <laughs> yeah, we did that for a while. Yeah, that was that was great that you went to TV. I think that was in when we when we moved to mornings, that's when I gained the official co-host title. And then, yeah, you're right. Our stuff was just packed up, ready to go. I thought you had called the hospital <laughs> and had me <laughs> admitted to something because I came. They, I mean, that's what it was. They had movers for us. I mean, it was part of the deal. They treated us like rock stars for a little bit. And uh, and now you're um, now you're half the man you used to be, less than half the man you used to be. And I live with you now. Yeah, yeah. That's full circle. I know. Look at that. We've lived. Like you know, we're doing lives. a car show, right? Mm. Just Is that you know. why we're here. Yeah, we're here. Um, we have some really awesome big news stories going on. I just let you know about that. <laughs> uh, there are some really bizarre things going on in the world. It, we're still talking about this ship that was on fire off the coast. 4,000 cars. We got an estimate. Uh, the majority of these 3,965 VW vehicles on the burning ship uh, are likely completely destroyed. Destroyed. 189 Bentleys, there's Audis, Porsches, Lamborghinis. $150 million, they're saying, of these vehicles. A hundred and fifty million dollars. It's been over a week since the uh, massive cargo ship, the Felicity Ace, caught fire while it was uh, fully loaded with new cars. Thankfully, the crew were evacuated safely, but the ship uh, was basically destroyed, um, gutted from the inside. Uh, it's bleached black with smoke. Uh, it's been looking pretty awful for several days and now the smoke has stopped the salvage crews are on board and uh, the prim primary reports are coming back and it doesn't look good for the Volkswagen Group a report uh, now says that the ship's cargo consisted of 3,965 vehicles and all the vehicles belonging to various brands of the VW umbrella have reported uh, that uh, they look pretty much destroyed completely uh, that's uh, damage beyond repair i think was the official language uh, any portion of this uh, cargo ship has basically uh, been destroyed and it's really every also pretty much every portion of uh, the vehicles have been destroyed um and of course they will never 
use any parts because they don't want to get sued in any way whatsoever. Um, which is, you know, I've seen videos of what happens to these vehicles. They pull mm-hmm. them off and they absolutely drill every part with a hole so it can never be reused again. Um, the, the fire has been fully extinguished, and so that's good. Um, but the, the ship itself will probably be repaired at some point if they can. Uh, there's no oil leaks. They haven't been detected, so... Um, ultimately, the, there's no pollution at this point. So it's 90 miles off the Azores in the Atlantic Ocean, and there is a large salvage vessel towing it right now, um, and it's being escorted by two tugs, and hopefully they will be able to get it to the, uh, the United States uh, finally at some point. But it really is awful to see all these beautiful vehicles completely destroyed. And the worst thing is, it was all fueled by those lithium-ion batteries in the electric vehicles on board. So, Mm. it's good to know. Once we get the report, we'll give you more information. All right, this is our auto expert. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Our Auto Expert, 17,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers live. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, and Apple Podcast, Spotify, and of course, OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. Uh, Join those happy listeners and uh, you can listen to Auto Andy, Airflow, Anthony, and of course me, Nick Myers, Our Auto Expert. So uh, joining us on the phone is uh, Roger Ormisher. He is the Vice President of Communications and Public Relations at McLaren North America. Roger, it's uh, a long time since uh, we've spoken. How are you? It's been a while, Nick. I'm well yourself. I am very good. Um, Did you notice, and I'm hoping you did, but if you didn't, I will tell you, that uh, (laughs) McLaren won two spots in our uh, TV story the best cars for a midlife crisis. <laughs> I did see that, but it doesn't just need to be a midlife crisis. No, it? no, it doesn't. But <laughs> any excuse to drive a McLaren, I assure you, I'll find one. Um, it, uh, it, it is an enjoyable car and it does make you feel better, even if you can't uh, purchase one, you know, just to watch somebody drive one if you don't have one yourself. So that's always the suggestion as well. Um, it, enjoyable in every way form as well but you're also uh, you're, you're also making news as you always do and bring a big smile to my face by the way uh, I still have that wonderful shirt you sent me and I always think about it every time I or think about you every time I uh, I have good reason to pull it out of my uh, special shirt drawer but that's not why you're here today to talk about that uh, McLaren Racing and uh, and Lego Group uh, reveal their first Lego leg uh, their first ever Lego Technic McLaren Formula One race car, is that right? Exactly. Uh, available from March 1st. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. I think it's like full, it's over 1,400 pieces, and it's the uh, Technics kit, so it's, it's big. I think it's over two feet long as well. So it's pretty impressive. It's got a, a, a V6 cylinder engine, uh, moving pistons, uh, steering activated in the cockpit, um, and suspension and everything else. So uh, quite a few hours of fun, Nick, I think. Absolutely, and this might be the sort of McLaren that I might be able to afford. I think <laughs> I can afford it as well, Nick. Yeah, there you um, go. I, I, I believe it's $179.99 uh, 
Um, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty impressive. It's, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's uh, a pretty large model. Um, so you've got to have somewhere nice to display it as well, I think, once it's done. Now, Lego is becoming extremely appealing again. And I'll tell you why I know this, because I got the Christmas list this year from my family and my nephews, one of them who is 23, sent along a long list of Legos that he wanted. And I'm like, what is a 23-year-old doing asking for Legos for Christmas? And apparently the big thing is Legos again. And uh, he was building Star Wars helmets out of Lego. So his birthday's in March. This might be the perfect thing to get him, I think. It could be. It's, and it's interesting, that, that kind of adult market really has spiralled, I think, in the last few years. It's uh, it's interesting that, that I've talked to a few people and that they almost use them as... Uh, uh, instead of jigsaws, this is like the the, the new um, jigsaw thing where you can just sit there and just let your brain go and, and enjoy just using your hands and doing something uh, that that's, uh, doesn't involve using your, your, your brain too much. Um, and I think, you know, people are finding that very relaxing. And, and some of these kits are huge. I mean, I've seen Lego kits going up to 9,000 pieces. <laughs> And I, I love the yeah, I love the idea because one of the problems with doing jigsaw puzzles is you, once they're done, I mean, I guess you could glue them into a frame, but they're you know once they're done, they're sort of finished. And who wants a you know who wants a I mean, you, if you wanted something with the lines in it, I guess that's fine. But the, you know, you'd buy a piece of art if you wanted it on the wall. But a jigsaw yeah. is really nice. It gives you sort of a table piece of art, doesn't it? I mean, a, a, yeah. a Lego is nice. It gives you a sort of a a table structure. It is, and I've, I've heard people, you know, they display them for five, six months, and then they take them apart, put them back in the box, and rebuild them again in a year's time. Right, and so, I think I think what yeah. my nephew does is he sells them to another kid who, <laughs> yeah, who puts them together himself, and he'll keep them. So he has all these Star Wars helmets on in his yeah. bedroom, and he'll keep them there for like six or eight months, and then he takes them apart, puts them in the box, and sells them to another kid, and he'll buy one he hasn't got and do the same thing yeah. again. So it that is, makes a lot of sense. yeah, yeah, it's entertaining. That makes a lot of sense. And I'd rather they were, they were doing that than playing video games all day, to be honest with you. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't distract you in the same way. It distracts you in, in, in a much more traditional way, which I think, I think is good. But it's been interesting for us as a brand, Nick. Um, we have embraced Lego for quite some years. We've been doing the Speed Champions range with... Uh, I think we started off with the P1, and then we had the uh, 720, and then the Senna. And then Technics, we had a Senna GTR as well that we worked with them on. And what's been great for the brand is it brings more people into the brand. For us, you know, as you know, we're, we're still a young brand as a, as a, a car manufacturer, only 10 years old. And what it's doing is, is uh, embracing a young generation to really, you know, take the clown on board as their brand. And we found that a lot of kids are actually getting into the clown brand and then into the race cars and into the road cars through Legos or, or gaming. Oh, interesting. You've just given me a really, really good idea for a TikTok video. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I'm just think, I'm thinking about this is I could do a time-lapse video over 60 seconds of building it. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we yeah. could do it because we have a we have our own TV studio. So what we right. could do is we could build it piece by piece and then just take, uh, you know, do a, do a video of us building it. Um, and then take that video and put it into 60 seconds and then uh, and then put it on TikTok. 
That's there a good you go. Idea. No, that would be excellent. And it's there probably the fastest anyone's ever built a Formula One car. Well, I, d- I have to tell you, <laughs> in your in your two press photos that you provided us with, uh, you have got. Uh, I presume those are your Formula One drivers building it. Yeah, I'm not that. Yeah. In, you know, they're probably more intelligent than we are. Just to let you know. <laughs> I don't think they built it. I have to admit, even though the photo has them both in it, I'm not convinced they built it. Oh, I think really? they were too, too busy working on the car for the uh, new Formula One season. Is that, I think that would have been a distraction. Roger, is that PR shenanigans then? <laughs> could be. Could be in that picture. Could be a bit of a setup, Nick. I might have to admit to that one. Oh, uh, I didn't think that happened in PR. I'm surprised, oh, Roger. I really no. am. <laughs> but only when, it comes, only, only when it comes to Lego kits, Nick. Nothing yeah. else. So is the is the car um, completely accurate? Then it's exactly accurate for the uh, for the it, real it, Formula One car. It's pretty close. What's interesting is it's in the 21 livery, but as you know, the Formula One cars have actually changed significantly for 22, and this really is an interpretation of the of the 2022 Formula One design, which is. Totally all new. I mean, the, the guys at the race team have had to actually go back to the drawing board for this season uh, with a clean sheet of paper. And they've gone back to what we call ground effect cars. Right. Um, which are, haven't been around for at least 20 or 30 years, which is basically the cars uh, using ground effect to suck them down onto the track. It should make overtaking easier. It should um, stop the air being so dirty behind cars that are, are trailing. So um, should make for better racing in 22 and 23. So it's an exciting start to the season as well. So this, this car celebrates a bit of both the livery from last season, but very much some of the new design from the, the season that's uh, coming up shortly. So it does leave the door open for another version of your Lego car then? Of course. There's always, there's always room for more. <laughs> always. There's always room for more. <laughs> I feel a collection coming on. <laughs> Exactly. There might be a exactly. box set at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's certainly two Technics kits. You can get, you can get the F1 car, and it's still by the Lego Stenna McLaren GTR, right. which is uh, it's a little less complicated. It's only 830 pieces, that one, and, and considerably cheaper, Nick. So if you've got a few pennies left over from last Christmas, right. that one's only 50 bucks. So <sighs> you could... Uh, Splash out on that one and uh, and build yourself a ton of GTR. I might have a I might have a positioner for the box uh, the box set. It could say McLaren Lego set for all ages. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that there might you work go. out. That might work out really well for you next Christmas. Who knows? It could have three. Could. could have three on the market. Um, where can we get the McLaren Lego uh, the the new F1 car? And uh, is it is available in March? You said. Yeah, March. So March 1st, uh, lego.com, um, the main Lego store sells it. Uh, and I think there'll be, you know, your usual targets and Walmarts and, and high street retailers that sell Lego as well should be stocking it too. So we, we think it'll be pretty, uh, pretty um, favourite kit uh, amongst Lego builders because, uh, as you know, the F1 team itself is, is quite uh, popular amongst F1 supporters. We were the... Uh, most popular team as voted by the fans last year. So uh, I think it'd be quite a rush on these from uh, some of the McLaren fan base. Is so, it is it limited? No, 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 no. It's not limited. No, it's um, available um, in all outlets at Stock Lego. Is my understanding. All right. So everybody should be able to get it as as yeah. easy as possible. All right. So exactly. Not worried yeah. about uh, having to buy it ASAP um, as soon as possible. And if anybody no. has trouble getting hold of one, they can just call you at home, right? 
Oh, absolutely, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sure you put my number on the website, Nick, like you usually do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I usually give it out at the end of the show, so it's a good reason okay. for everybody to keep listening until the very last moment that we're on uh, the air. So it's the last thing we do every week before we go off the air. So. Um, <laughs> that's good. Well, Roger, it's always lovely to talk to you. Any other news that we should be standing by for from McLaren? Likewise, no. Um, I think for us, it's, uh, as you know, the new Artura is our next thing. So yeah. our first high-performance hybrid car, which will be coming this summer. Uh, right. Our first customers are taking delivery this summer. We've already uh, filled the order book through towards the end of the year already with pre-orders. for People are keen to get their hands on the next McLaren. So, yeah. uh, And at the moment, we're starting to deliver the uh, 765 LT Spider road cars, which have pre- we, we sold those out. Just after we announced them last summer, all 765 globally sold out. And uh, they've proven very popular on the uh, second-hand market, too. Some people are uh, uh, taking delivery and then uh, putting on the uh, used market with markets of over $150,000. Cheeky. So cheeky, cheeky. Yeah, that's it's cheeky of them. Roger, it's exactly. always lovely. It's always lovely to talk to you. I'll be queuing up for my uh, my Lego as soon as it's available. So uh, we'll see when that comes around. All right, Roger Formisher is from McLaren. We're from our auto expert. We'll be right back. You're listening to our auto expert. This is our auto expert. We're on YouTube. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at ourautoexpert.com. Our auto experts, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You can get your automotive news daily as well from ourautoexpert.com. Automatic. Automatic Andy. Yeah, you haven't clapped today. Not yet. No, you're a clapper. I just fixed it. You're you're a clapper. You definitely are. And sea liners are clappers as well. We have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. You do. You both like fish. Both big and bald and slightly, and bald. slightly sweaty. <laughs> well, yeah, but the water washes the sweat off them. Yeah, I don't have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, you have a top five. This, is, You know, we got a lot of email about your top fives. Because it's very in-depth and I work hard. There's uh, a lot of information. I'll leave it right there. It's probably not what they're emailing about. <gasps> What did you do your top five on today? What were you testing? Uh, Nick, I had me and my derriere had the privilege of test driving the 2022 Lincoln Corsair plug-in hybrid oh. vehicle. P-H-E-V? P- yeah, I'm, I like the new acronyms because I, I just am used to SUV and then car. Yeah. And that's it, C-A-R. Um, <clears throat> Nick, one, Nick, this one's really nice. C-A-R isn't short for anything, just to let you know. Isn't it compact auto resource? Nice, no. nice. Yeah, I wanted the resource would resource for what? Because it starts with an R. Yeah, getting, <laughs> yeah, it sounded good. <laughs> there you go. Air, air filters being obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, and oxygen. Obvious air filter. Yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> Nick, shame obvious doesn't start with an A. Go but, on. But Nick, but Nick, when I get in a car, I kind of, I kind of judge it within the free, first few seconds of me sitting in it, because. Cars are really like the Autobots in disguise, so I treat them like they're sentient beings. You can have a little convo with them. Like I tell them, we're not going to have an accident today, are we, little Corsair? We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna drive real smooth, aren't we? We're gonna have a nice concert. We're gonna go get a, a burrito. Everything's gonna be fine. If you get a burrito, what does the car get? The privilege. Mm. Probably some rice and beans on the floor. Yeah, probably some probably rice and beans on the floor. Probably some stuff that bounces off my stomach on the floor. Yeah. 
But Nick, this this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of car that is like right in the middle of the road because it's just luxury enough, but you can also get stuff done. You know what I mean? Like it's really nice. And then and then Nick, this is this is the this is one of the beginnings of Ford's commitment to being all electric in the future. And with the Corsair, because I didn't know Lincoln and Ford were cousins. Oh, yeah. But they're speaking for him, so they're in the family. Lincoln's the posh Ford. So let's get down to the electricity of it. Okay. You get 78 miles per gallon electric combined, M-P-E-G- which is a lot. M- MPGE. Yes, M- L-M-N-O-P-G-E. Yeah. And then you get 33 MPG regular com- gas combined, and then just... Just a little bit, 28 miles electric, but that's okay. You sh- if you're just on electric, then something's happened. Like you've 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 gone over the bridge a bunch, and now you're on the reserve. So get home. So it's 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 that way you can get home and charge it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's uh, that's really nice. Maybe. And you get maybe the- I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I do. Okay. And then Nick, you get there really quick because you get a 2.5 liter four cylinder a four banger is what they called. That's what I that's what I learned on the internet today. Yeah, is what they four call banger. four cylinders is a four banger. That's um, old, old speak. Yeah. He was an old man that, that said that, wasn't it? I, I'm pretty sure. He was okay. like, yeah, he was in his 30s. Um, <laughs> it's blended flawlessly with the electric drivetrain straight from Star Trek. Okay. Um, and also it has automatic variable, variable <sighs> gear ratios, Nick. It's so good. And it has an electric all-wheel drive. The advanced hybrid powertrain with electric all-wheel drive felt me made me feel more confident when I'm driving. All right. Nick. Yeah. Um. There's cool-sounding drive modes, the Preserve EV, the Pure EV, Normal, Excite, Conserve, Slippery, and Deep Condition drive modes. I steadily stay in the Deep Conditions mode because life is heavy. Because that's for snow, isn't it? Yeah, life's heavy. Just in case. Just You don't know. And Nick, despite being a... I like Excite. Don't worry about his elements. Yeah, clearly he doesn't. Yeah, I'm the the avatar driving the Corsair. And Nick... Even though I'm a big guy, I like to focus on the little things. You know what I mean? And Nick, I they the Corsair is something I've never seen before in a car. They have a piano key shifter, oh. so you can tickle the ivories like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it's so nice. Reverse, and then, park, reverse, park, reverse, park, reverse, yeah. reverse, park, reverse. Ebony's and reverse park. I would, Legend. I would do that. You know how easy I could parallel park if I could do a tune yeah, with it? Can you imagine you're driving along and he presses park? <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, when you hit the buttons, it's so satisfying because it illuminates and makes a little noise, just like Liberace. It's so nice. And then when you're driving, you have a, you get a 12.3-inch color display. Yeah, that is nice. Because you can see things. Oh, oh. Um, And then I have never seen this. This might, this might could be... This might could be. Uh, I, I've never seen it, Nick. It's a the eight inch LCD screen. I've seen that, but it has swipe capability. Yeah. So that means I could swipe like on Bumble or Tinder or something. <laughs> that's hot. Like I could do that while driving. Can you imagine matching with someone on the go? That'd be perfect. That's that's the way I want to live my I'm life. I'm matching with this address. Yeah, and you can just drive right over there. That's not creepy. There's Nick. There's an available twenty four way power assisted massage seat. Yeah. You don't even get 24 <laughs> places touched on you during a massage. And this car is finding areas. That's the sound the uh, massager makes when he's sitting in it. Because it's taxed. It can't move. I'm sitting on it. It can't move. And that's what, it doesn't have the full range of motion. Nick. <laughs> Nick, there's a lot. There's other things going on with the car. Yeah. There's. I don't know why this makes me laugh so hard. But, of course, the Lincoln, I don't know why. But, again, they have the driver knee airbag. And that just makes me... 
Because it's so specific on the website. They're like, we need to highlight that specifically your knees are going to be good. And another exclusive that I've never seen before this time is that they have a glove block, glove, glove, glove box. Yeah. Integrated passenger knee airbag. I don't know why it's so funny, but it just, it really makes me happy that my knees are good specifically. Yeah. yeah well, you know how your knees are. They're, they're, they're all crackly. <laughs> It just, I don't know why. It just makes me really happy. And then, Nick, you get some big available upgrades. The Lincoln offers the heads-up display. Yes. you got to pay a little extra for that, though. Yeah, I would. you got to know a guy. Got it. And then you get the you can buy the Copilot 360 1.5 plus package. I'm in. Which is, I, that, like, it's kind of, think about, like, like uh like taking the the the, the limitless pill in that in that movie where you it's like just a little bit of extra the whole car just kind of you take from like a level 10 level 10 to like a level 20 real quick oh it just makes the car a whole better all good this is a game it's a magic car uh, ma- uh magic the gathering card game thing right mm-hmm. level 10 to level 20 real quick that was in dungeons and dragons one okay and then the other one you can get you can get a towing package which yeah. sometimes you need and yeah. then they have another one like that but it's a luxury package so it's just another extra like a couple extra drips of nice you know like the yeah. whole thing is nice yeah but then if you just have a couple extra bucks because you've been saving money yeah and you did good in, yeah. in crypto yeah just toss it into your <laughs> car good in crypto so specific just just toss a little bit more in your car and then lincoln's gonna be like i'm gonna bless you with the whole car just a little bit yeah just tighten it up you know what i mean a little bit extra it's in the, the crypto buyer the crypto yeah. package just like that Wow. I really like the 2022 Corsair. Sold, cashing in the crypto coins. That was uh, Automatic Andy with his review of the Lincoln Corsair. I like it. All right. Our auto exit will be right back on Cashing in the Crypto. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone and also smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Airflow Anthony. Um, So the Chicago Auto Show happened. It was great. It was great to see the first auto show of the uh, season back in full swing nice to see the journalists and the uh, manufacturers show up uh, BMW were there uh, so they have not been at auto shows for a while it was nice to see the uh, big American car companies back in full swing a lot of car companies back in full swing uh, Ford unveiled their Bronco Everglades edition but they also unveiled uh, the Ford GT Allen Mann Heritage Edition, uh, celebrating uh, Allen Mann, of course. And uh, we thought, well, who better to get on the phone to talk about it than the man who is in charge of the archives and heritage of the brand, but uh, Ted Ryan. So, Ted, this is right up your alley. It is. Nick, I didn't know you were in Chicago. I was there on press day on Thursday. I would have loved to have uh, shaken your hand and said hello. Yeah, uh, I was uh, I was unfortunately tied down to a camera most of Thursday and Friday. Uh, they they chained me to the camera and they don't let me uh, to go anywhere, unfortunately. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> ne- next time, next time. And the, I hope you saw the two cars side by side, the original Allen Man 1 
and then the 2022 GT Allen Man Heritage Edition. They, they just look stunning next to each other. Uh, it's, it's, it's a payoff for somebody like me who works on a project like that for nine months, pulling images and to get to see them side by side. And uh, even more importantly, uh, I don't know if you knew, but Henry Mann and Tom Mann, Allen Mann's sons, were there uh, for the unveiling of the vehicles. I did. Uh, I did see them. Um, I we were live from the booth when they did the unveiling of the Everglades edition, and um, I walked past them several times and did uh, wonder at them several times too. They were very very beautiful, and of course I had read up on them uh, at the show, and of course before this morning's uh, radio broadcast, so I did have an opportunity to. Uh, to get in depth with the vehicles, and they do look stunning. They're very, very. The livery was uh, right on mark, but of course the car has evolved quite a bit um, since the original. Um, it's it's quite incredible to see how much the GT has got larger over the years, uh, because I think the old, uh, you know, the first obviously the GT was so prominent. And now to see how much it's changed, but the livery is just spot on. You guys just got that so spot on. It is, and they're they're beautiful, and they are bigger. And and as you know, not a whole lot taller, but they are bigger yeah. and the wide and the, the different treads. And what what I love the fact is that the designers uh, not only nailed the the color, but they just they did homage to the original car, so that when you open up the gullwing doors, you see the number sixteen sort of ghost superimposed on uh, on your side and just all the little touches that uh that spelled out what the car was going to be even to the number yeah the number 16 that they chose for the for the new one was uh what the alan man uh gt1 uh did its time trials at le mans 1966 so just all the attentions to detail uh that the gt team are known for with the different heritage editions and, and you add this one to the uh, the Ken Miles number ninety-eight Daytona car and right. uh, uh, the the original uh, GT1 prototype Heritage Edition from from last year. And they're just they're stunningly beautiful. I can't wait till we get a a lineup of all the Heritage Editions all in a row. So the, first of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, Alan Mann. Um, tell us about him for those people that don't know. For, they, for those who don't know him, well, Alan Mann and Ford had a had a long relationship in the '60s, and he actually. Uh, you always hear about the, the Mustangs that did the, the road race in 1964. Alan Mann prepped those cars uh, for for the European races. So, And he did fantastic work on the Cortinas. And within the GT program, uh, if you watch the movie Ford vs. Ferrari, you'd never know that Alan Mann existed. However, he was one of the different competitors that were brought in to compete with each other to deliver the winning Le Mans car in 1966. So you had Alan and racing, and he was experimenting with a lightweighted version where they were going to take the essential, the, the Mark II, uh, and, but have it a lightweighted aluminum version running the 289 engine uh, versus the Holman and Mooney and the Shelby, which were the bigger uh, engines, the more powerful. So it, it was just competition between the teams to see which was going to be the winning entry. Alan Mann, ironically, uh, fell in love with the heavier entries, and while he was perfecting the lighted, a lightweighted version. He was coveting uh, the bigger, heavier cars and was asking, "Hey, can I get one of those to, <laughs> to enter in the race?" But it was that experimental thinking in '66 that helped Ford uh, deliver those victories, and Alan Mann was critical to that role. 
and really he was sort of um, I think the sort of the pioneer of experimenting with different ways that uh, obviously helped for do what they did but um, that sort of put I guess GT on the map in in that respect right it did and it, and it uh, you know it, if you weren't going to be a Carol Shelby or Holman and Mooney Alan Mann gave the the particularly European racing teams the inspiration on how they could best uh, fit a car uh, to compete at Le Mans, uh, do the lightweight version. Some of the airflow intricacy that he did was so uh, important to the GT program as a whole that actually Shelby and Holman and Moody sort of stole some of his, his airflow designs. Uh, Bill Remington, the, the famous engineer on Shelby's team, liked the way that the, uh, Alan Mann was, was setting up the car as far as airflow and uh, brake circulation and and uh, lifted a couple of the ideas, or borrowed a couple of the ideas that Alan Mann had implemented in this lightweighted version of the AMGT1. So, uh, we, the, the GT team felt it was important to to pay homage to all the different team members uh, that worked on that GT program. So, I, I was excited when they approached me last year to dig up as much information as I could on Alan Mann and, and Alan Mann GT1 and GT2. I think when you look back, if if one single person or one single element hadn't happened um, in the whole GT program, it uh, it may not have been such a success. It was almost like a jigsaw puzzle, and if one piece had been missing, the whole picture wouldn't have formed. I, I couldn't have said it better, uh, Nick, and that's the reason why I love the movie Ford versus Ferrari, but that's why it bothers me at the same time, to make it seem like a singular stroke of genius delivered the winning cars. No, it was teamwork. It was Ford. It was Alan Mann Racing. It was Ullman and Moody. It was Bill Remington and Ken Miles and Carol Shelby. And it was all of them contributing to the to the utmost of their ability to deliver the vehicles. And then to come back and do it again in 67 with essentially a brand-new car, the J car, you know, to prove back-to-back that Ford uh, could bring this fantastic engineering to bear uh, to the point where the mom has out, outlawed the cars, the bigger, heavier cars. You know, ah, you can't bring those anymore. Uh, so you had to go back to the drawing board to win in 68 and 69. So uh, the, the GT program is, is a collective genius between a number of different organizations. And, and Alan Mann had such a great role. And we had dinner with Henry and Tom Mann the night before, and we're talking about his dad. And, and Henry still has much of those old records. I can't wait to get In fact, the, the paint color came from a swatch that Henry Mann still had of what the original car would have looked like. Huh. That's how we were able to match it so precisely. Uh, so if anybody gets the opportunity to see one of these vehicles, they're just stunning, they're beautiful, and I think they do a great job of, of honoring Alan Mann racing. It's interesting to think of uh, you know, what's progressed since then, and because the team weren't able to do what they did in the years that Ford didn't win, um, it didn't happen. Uh, whether you know they changed the rules or whether the team wasn't together, you know. Uh, so it, it then reflects back to the years that Ford did win, how important it was. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it, was it's, a, it was a groundbreaking program, and it put Ford on the map in, in European racing. Although we had been there, I mean, Alan Man Racing. If you are, uh, if any of your car enthusiasts out there, listen, Google Alan Man Racing and look at the work that he did with the rally racing. Yeah. in Europe. It's just stunning. And, and most Americans aren't going to know it, uh, but the Europeans will, and his name carries so much prestige. Uh, and, you know, it was an honor to have him work on the program. And, to, you know, uh, it was exciting to be able to honor him in turn 
uh, and years later. But it just reinforces everything you said. You know, everything had to be absolutely perfect. And while it was perfect, while the rules were there and while every single jigsaw piece was available, you won. You know, and when one thing changed, it was not to be. And so that just goes to prove that you're absolutely right. And the formula was absolutely unbreakable. You had everything you needed to win. And so that's why that car is there. And that's why the Allen Man Heritage Edition is there. And it honors the perfect formula and a piece of that formula. And so it uh, does. And the, the, the person who bought the first one uh, was actually at the Chicago Auto Show. And I met oh, wow. him. And he and his wife were so excited, you know, to to see the two cars side by side like that and yeah. to know that, that you're owning a piece of both history but future history is, yeah. at the same time. So, uh, yeah. A, it was great to be back at an in-person car show. Oh, my gosh, was that fantastic. Yeah. And then to have all the excitement, to have Henry Mann and, and the new owner there, uh, what a fantastic couple of days in Chicago. So in the last 30 seconds that we have, how many of these are available? Uh, well, it's, it's one of the heritage, it's one of the additions. The way the GT program works is once you get your allotment, once you're guaranteed, you will then get a phone call from uh, the marketing manager for the GT program, and you'll be given the option of what kind of GT it is you're going to get. Okay. And so several of the uh, Allen Mans have already been ordered uh, because of the beauty of the, of the program, uh, the beauty of the, of the look and feel of the car. So it's, it's a, it's a value-add option for the GT program. Interesting. All right. Well, if you're a lucky owner, then we'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you're, you know, maybe one day in the future, I might be lucky enough to uh, to ride or even drive one. Um, that's Interestingly, just... one of the owners is named Henry Mann. <laughs> no oh. relation to the Manns, but he wow. he was at the Chicago Auto Show as well. So uh, wow. I'll, I'll send Jen his contact info. If you want to talk to an yeah. a, a owner that, of that... an Allen Mann Heritage Edition, uh, I can be, hook you up. That would be amazing. Uh, Ted, always great to talk to you. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. We'll be right back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. The podcast is available 24-7. Our website, ourautoexpert.com. All past shows are right there. You can see automotive videos and read insider car stories about your next ride. This is Our Auto Expert, and I'm Nick Miles, along with Airflow Anthony. So there are lots of uh, vibrant new news stories uh, buzzing around. Um, there is a brand new Kia Bongo. What do you think uh, the Kia Bongo is? Uh, sounds like a drum, Nick. <laughs> sounds like a drum. It's just right down your uh, your street, isn't it? That's Bongo. right. Yeah. That's right. It's just a few clicks away from the uh, the steel drum. <laughs> the, the Kia bass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know, uh, Airflow is a hippie. Um, oh, God. It's actually just available in South Korea, but it is a, a camper van that Kia have come up with. And interestingly enough, it uh, the thing that attracted my attention with the Kia Bongo is uh, it's an RV-based um Kia, South Korean only uh, vehicle. But the thing that really got me attracted is, uh, you know, it has a 2.5 liter, 133 horsepower engine, but it also has a shoe warmer in it. It's the first Kia I've ever seen with a shoe warmer. A shoe warmer? Yeah. For what purpose? I mean, other than just having the heat on your feet? Yeah, I, I'm guessing that in the mountains of Korea it gets cold. Okay. So it's the first vehicle that I think Kia ever have had with a shoe warmer. I don't I'm, know. I'm looking this up and it looks like a tiny semi. Yeah. It's 
I mean, I'm all in. I have to tell you, shoe warmers uh, to me are interesting. This week also is going to be a big week for uh, VW because they are releasing the ID Buzz or they're releasing pictures of it. We've actually seen some of the ID Buzz pictures, but it's sort of in a, a camo. Do you know what the ID Buzz is? No. It's the return of the hippie van, but it's all electric. So this is the old school Volkswagen yeah. bus. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know what the ID Buzz looks like, you could, um, you know, you could just Google it. Um, so there's a lot of discussions about the ID Buzz, but uh, it's the the hippie van is coming back. Um, so they, I mean, they have some limited pictures of the ID Buzz. Um, Interesting graphics. Yeah, they're sort of camoing it with. Um, I, I, you know, you normally see the black and white camos. Well, they've done sort of rainbow camo. This seems more like a bongo to me. <laughs> in name. In name only. In name only. Yeah, it's to me, it's an interesting idea. Um, but then they're doing this sort of very limited information thing. They're doing, they're releasing it at uh, South by in the United States. They're doing it at South by Southwest, which is oh, wow. um, where they're first going to do the rollout which is kind of the big music festival in austin texas yes yeah, the big hippie music festival <laughs> in texas um and uh that's the first place they're going to unveil it but they're going to do very limited showing very limited information is that the market for it i was going to say i've been calling this for years even before i had a license and i actually think that your target audience for a volkswagen bus is absolutely the south by southwest crowd yeah i don't and I'll why, tell you why why not because the price Oh, okay. All right. You know what? If you're shelling out tickets for and flights for South by Southwest, I think maybe. So, so you think about so the ID four, which is their car, their SUV car, or whatever you want to call it. They're about, I think probably the transaction price of that is about fifty fifty three thousand dollars, somewhere around there. Okay. You think that's probably what people are paying for it fifty three through fifty five thousand dollars for an ID four electric SUV. So if you're doing a bus, which is going to have a bigger battery, mm -hmm. your transaction price is probably going to be about seventy, seventy-five thousand dollars. I don't think South by Southwest people are paying that for that. All right, now I understand where you're coming from. I that think, is, uh, I think that's not that crowd. Yeah, you I got think a point you're there. talking about your Santa Monica hippies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're talking about and who, where do you live that you pay seventy-five thousand dollars, maybe eighty-five thousand dollars for a vehicle? So, I don't think it's South by Southwest goers. I mean, I might be completely wrong. Well, so you Volkswagen, know, you feel like is outpricing their potential like main demographic for this kind of vehicle? I think maybe it's a more of an image thing about South by Southwest. Okay. Um, I don't know if we can Google what the average income by of a South by Southwest <laughs> concert guy. I tell you is. what, you send me there, I will get some firsthand <laughs> information and figure that out for you. Um, I don't know if they. You'll never. You'd never see me again. Yeah, of course. Um, you'd be gone forever in the crowd. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if those, that sort of inf information uh, exists. Um, I'm just looking at um, Showgoer. Let's see if it is it is on uh, on the internet. Let's okay. see if that information is on the internet. No, you see, it doesn't even have it. So, uh, yeah, that would be too much to ask of the interwebs. Was so, I mean, it's... $356 for a ticket. 
2019. There you go. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, you know, where people are paying thousands of dollars for other other concert tickets. So maybe people are. I mean, maybe people are. Um, average income. Oh, I could be wrong. Forty-two thousand dollars a year is the average income. Yeah, no, they're not paying seventy-five thousand. No, it doesn't. Not equating there. Yeah, average income of a South by Southwest person going to the show is forty-two thousand dollars. I don't think they're buying eighty-five thousand dollar vehicles. Unlikely. Yeah. So, is was that a mistake? I don't know. Well, okay. So the original Volkswagen bus, you feel like was. I mean, it's hard to go back and figure these things out, I suppose, but that was... Yeah, it's probably an image thing. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to sell that many of them, right? So maybe what they're doing is just implanting it in those people because they'll be buying them in 10 years' time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And this has been in the works for quite a while, correct? Uh, I think we saw the first versions of that vehicle perhaps 10 years ago. Okay. And I remember seeing maybe a picture of you with one that was an all white. Yeah, but that was right. That was, that a, was an a special old version. One. Oh, that was, that an was old like updated. One. They put an electric motor okay. in maybe five years ago. Yeah. God, you've been watching some old Nick Miles videos. I'm all over it. You are. I'm in the brand. You're committed to my, <laughs> brand, to my brand. You are super committed to my brand. But you know, there's a lot of other electric vehicles coming too. I mean, Ram made their announcements by 2024. They're going to have a full electric truck. Um, Dodge is going all electric with muscle cars by Chrysler 2024. Chrysler, too, also Chrysler's by the end of the decade? 2025, they'll, oh, have, even they'll have uh, new electric vehicles out. I mean, you, you know, and then some brands who have gone electric, I, I feel very much like Volvo, they misstepped. I just am not liking their electric stuff. How so? It just... Charge-wise? doesn't feel good. Okay. Doesn't drive well. Doesn't speak to you. Doesn't speak to me. Um, doesn't feel great. And I mean, it's my opinion. Um, it's it. I feel the the Chinese quality coming out in their stuff. I prefer their stuff from two years ago. Doesn't feel like it used to. Hmm. Um, I think they've lost their edge. Personally, it, pandemic related or separate incident? Nah, just I mean, the last Volvo I was in, the trim was coming off the doors and. Okay. Just didn't feel good about it. Wow. Just didn't feel good about it. Didn't feel as good. Um, and maybe just a one-off. Um, just don't feel like the company's really embracing uh, goodness anymore. Hmm. Um, the, the quality that they once had. So, but again, it could have just been a once-off. So, uh, But the electric thing is very interesting. Some companies are really mastering it well. Um, I've never been a super fan of Tesla. VW stuff is pretty good. Um, I found the ID4 a little finicky with some of the things, and I'll tell you one of the things that bugs me about the ID4 from VW, and I'm not the only one. So they have one window switch in on each side, and to wind the rear windows down, you have to pass another switch to change that one window switch to wind the back windows down. So if I want the back passenger side of my best friend's ride sorry yeah. uh the back passenger i have to be in the passenger seat no so if you the if you want the rear passenger window down sure from the front yeah you have to press another button to take your front window switch to wind the back one down okay and then you have to press it again to, to operate your window Reinventing the wheel, so to speak yeah so there's only one switch for the windows yeah you have to press another switch to change it 
to operate the rear window can, and then press it again. To can we stick with the one-to-one -one ratio, Nick? Yeah. it do Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I, th I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it, why like would you... Like a toggle, basically. Why would like, you do why yeah, would, Exactly, why? Why would you do that? Right. Does it make any sense why you would do that? Uh, I'm not, not to my small brain. No, it doesn't. And And you know what doesn't make any sense? That you have another best friend. That doesn't make any sense to me either. I'm just confused by that whole thing. <laughs> so, very, very confusing. Yeah. All right. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. We still have a packed show coming your way. Uh, there's lots of entertainment standby. We've got more on the show. I want to talk more about some of the uh, news stories. And uh, also, stand by. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. This is our auto expert. You can find us on TikTok and you can start a conversation with us. Just ask us a car question or direct messages at our auto expert. If you direct messages, Airflow Anthony will try and answer your car question, but as long as it's about airflowing or the base, he'll be fine. <laughs> or the Aztec. Or the Aztec. <laughs> did you ever own an Aztec? Uh, my best friend did growing up. I was a so little bit late to the driving and getting my license legally game, so... He was, uh, I was one of those drive arounds, similar to Andy, but about half the time. Um, again, another best friend, but me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was your first car? Um, 1994 Ford Escort, little teal, almost like a little, like a little, uh, go kart. Of course, it was teal. Yeah. It had a nice sublime sticker on the back, the 40 ounces to freedom, just the, the <laughs> most classic thing you could, you could think of. Couldn't get it over 40, 45, and I was driving illegally. Um, so I had oh, to take back gosh. roads to work and home, and it was from an ex-girlfriend's dad. It was the whole thing was just an absolute mess. We haven't. He's not here today. It's his second week, and he's not here, so that gives you a good uh, idea. But Oscar, we have a new. Uh, we have to come up with a name for him. Sure. Um, Oscar is our new intern. Yep. And it was his first week last. We were in bets he wouldn't show up this week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Oscar, our new intern, uh, showed up last week, and I asked him if if he drove. It's just like silence. Yeah. Oh, you like cars, huh? <laughs> he loves cars. Right, There's right. a good plus. Mm -hmm. He loves cars. Do you drive? Um, <laughs> looking around, like, right. you know, is, is a 5 0 here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him get dropped off. Yeah, he got dropped off by his mom. Yep. I don't know if it was his mom, actually. I didn't see who dropped him off. Me neither. We like to say his mom, though, because it's sort of. It paints a picture. It's, it's a little belittling, I guess. Yeah. You got dropped off by your mom. Yeah. We were also making jokes, you know, like. Well, like it's, we didn't know until twelve thirty last night that he wasn't going to be here. Yeah. Well, the fact that he was up twelve thirty, we did bond after the show. Oh, good. Um, quite a lot. You guys in the parking lot hanging out? Yeah, smoking no, you, cigs. You know, yeah, <laughs> under the bleachers. Yeah. Um, we did bond after the show. Do you know what we bonded over? Um, some I'm not sure. Magic the Gathering? No, that would be him and Andy. Oh, okay. Auto um, Andy. So, should we out Auto Andy? Oh, bring it on. Yeah. You know where Auto Andy is? I'm the DMV? Yeah, he's at the, he's at the DEQ. <laughs> <laughs> it's only open during show times. Of course. And he's let his tags expire. Mm. So, the only thing he can do, because he has a real job, mm -hmm. is go during the show. Otherwise, he can't go to work. Right. <laughs> And so you want to, can we out him on something yeah. else? Yeah, oh, bring it on. So his car has been sitting for so long, he's been borrowing mine mm -hmm. to go to and from work, because I obviously fly 
doing news stations around the country anchoring. So I fly Monday through Friday and he's been borrowing my car to go to work for five months. He's been putting gas in it now that you ask. (laughs) (laughs) So he opens his trunk to get the paperwork out. Yeah. And his trunk is like a magic forest of mold. Oh, no. No, because he hasn't been in there so long. Like, what does he have? Like, leftover the uh, leftover KFC? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The vegan, the vegan variety. I don't know. I didn't ask what it caused it. I just presume that he doesn't have his trunk sealed properly. And he comes in the house and he said, so I opened my trunk to get stuff out and it's like full of mold. I just presume he doesn't have a good seal in his trunk, but I didn't think to ask him if he left like dirty hamburger wrappers in there or something. Right. I mean, it's very, it's been winter and it's been wet. And I just presume that water's creeped into his trunk and caused mold, but he probably did have KFC in his trunk or something. Something along those lines. Now that you think about it. Right. But he's like, what? And I told him, do oh my god that's bad mold in a car is bad yeah i mean there is probably nothing more dangerous and toxic and i'm like you need to go get product and i mean if it was anybody else but him i'd say you need to get professional cleaning crew in and you need to get that taken care i would rip everything out and take it to a toxic trash yeah today I'd sell the car. But, I mean, it's a lease. Oh, and, no. And I'm like, that's it couldn't be worse. Mold in a car is horrendous. There are companies that specifically do the cleaning. You need to spray that with an anti-mold that's specially made. I mean, you could be really sick. Yeah. Really, really sick. Um, and I told him, get uh, go shower immediately with Seltzer Blue. And wash your whole body with it because it's an antifungal shampoo. Right. Don't breathe yeah, around that thing. Yeah, I mean, just, so just many things. Masks, antifungal mask, and make sure it's uh, one with a filter and the whole works. And then we have one of those pump action sprayers. Mm-hmm. You need to go and get an anti mold. Little J5 in there. Yeah, whatever that doesn't bleach or damage the interior of the car, but go spray the whole thing and then spray the inside of the car too. Something that won't damage the car. But well, you can spread on the seats and the carpet inside to make sure you kill that stuff because that is nasty. Yeah, it is. Um, and I said, you mean to go to YouTube right now and <laughs> watch some videos and get some professional O'Reilly's auto parts. There to, you go. Yeah, go ask O'Reilly's what to do <clears throat> because that is now I. I am not a professional mold guy, but you need to find a professional mold guy for the interior of cars. So if he's been spending this time um, using different vehicles at uh, the Miles Estate, the Miles Manor, if you yeah, will, yeah, and he's on a lease, a lot of times there is a window of mileage that you need per year. Is that how, I mean, are you, you're, are you pretty familiar with leases? I know you're a buy-the-car kind of guy, yeah. but is that making it tougher for him by driving the car less or keep you know keeping it under a certain no, limit or how? I, I mean, with a lease, usually you, it's going over. My, if you go under, they're okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the overage that they have an All right, because I thought I had about a 4,000-mile range, uh, we'll say 8 to 12 per year, that I thought I need to stay in, not go under or no, over. If you go so under, if I go under, who cares, right? Yeah, okay, you, good. If you go under, they'll kiss you on the lips. Okay, well, then I tell you what, Subaru, uh, <laughs> pucker up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go under, they'll be very happy. 
Okay. Um, they, 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 your money may drop if you go. There may be, you may have, and I'm not familiar with your lease, mm-hmm. but you may, your money may change. So if you go under eight, then you may pay a certain amount. And if you go um, between eight and 12, you may pay a certain amount. If you go over 12, you may pay a lot more. Like per mile, correct? Yeah. Over, well, I don't know what depend your lease on my, yeah, right, your, my agreement. Your specific <clears throat> lease. Okay. So. So you also brought up washing the inside of cars and you know getting it detailed and things like that. Yeah. A few weeks ago, supposed to meet a pretty lady, wanted to get my inside of I don't care about my outside of my You're car. You're talking about the car now, right? I'm talking about the car. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> getting my all my parts washed, the insides. Um uh so I I it rains enough here. We're in the Portland, Oregon area. Yeah. I don't really care in winter yeah. what the outside looks like cuz yeah. it's it's really not going to matter. Yeah. Um so basically I wanted just the inside uh, details. So I go to, I went to like four or five different car washing companies. Nobody would be nobody was willing to go inside the car to clean it. Not because it's dirty, but they just COVID. don't do it. And so that's I was going to ask you is that the thing it's because of COVID that I can't have I have to be the, you know, go to the the did vacuum they, cleaner at they, the gas station did, kind of did, situation. Did they peer through the window? No. So no, it wasn't I wouldn't per, let them. It wasn't per- <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't personal. It wasn't, it wasn't personal. personal. But I could have I mean, who knows uh, what it, I was rolling with body odor wise that day. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> uh it's probably a COVID thing. Okay. To be honest with you, uh you should have come to talk to me. All right. Here we are. <laughs> I have a guy. Okay. You got a guy. I, I like got, that you have of course you have a guy. I got a guy. You're Nick Miles, you got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> yeah, I got a guy. So, uh, yeah, I got a guy. All right. Everybody's got a guy. Yeah. We got, I guess we'll have to talk details about that after the show. Because, yeah. like I said, rain's enough here. I don't really care. It's gloomy. Nobody cares if there's a little dust on my car, if there is any. But uh, to get the inside taken care of, um, and what's also your opinion on if I'm about to return at the end of my lease to turn my car in? Should I give it a nice, uh, you know, a nice once or twice over before I turn a, a lease in? Before I make the next uh, the next thing go down here, um, yeah, I mean, they may charge you a cleaning fee if your car isn't clean. Again, it's your lease. Do you want my guy's number? Yeah, I want your guy's number. His name is Orlando. Okay. And his number is 503-890-9047. Awesome. Uh, 503-890-9074. Sorry. 907-4. Okay. Orlando, he's an awesome car detailer. Um, just give Orlando a call. Send Dick Miles from Our Auto Expert told you to call. Uh, if you're in the uh, you know Portland, Oregon, Vancouver area, um, yeah, his sort of starting rate is about three hundred dollars a car. Oh, <laughs> I thought you had a guy. I didn't know you had a no, guy. He's uh, that's to do like the full right meal deal. That's, I got you. That's. The starting rate to do the full wax, the full heat cleaning, the exterior and the interior. Okay. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 17,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast. Many more stream it. Our Auto Expert has many happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. Our Auto Expert is listened to by 2 million people daily. 
I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Airflow Anthony. So spy shots out this week. Uh, there are many of them, um, and let's talk about some of them. First of all, BMW, there are numerous new BMWs that have been spy shotted. We don't have uh, the one series here in uh, the US anymore from, from BMW, but the new one series doesn't even look like a BMW to me. Does it? If you were to see that on the street uh, from its silhouette, because they all have camo on them, would you call that a BMW? It looks more like a Citroen or something. No, and I uh, I was at the Miles Manor a couple of nights ago, and there's a BMW. My 2 Series. That's right, and yeah. nothing like what I'm seeing here or yeah. any other BMW that I've seen previously. Yeah, it doesn't even look like a BMW. However, the new uh, M2 and M2, I have a 2 Series, and now I'm like, goodbye. New, new M2 would be in my driveway the second it arrived. 2023 it would be. Um, BMW have this new grill that I call an angry rabbit grill. It looks uh, it's mostly on the 4 and the 3 series. If you, if, you if you type in BMW M4 or BMW M3 um, or 2022 BMW M4 or BMW M3, you'll see the new grill I'm talking about. It makes the vehicle look like an angry rabbit, and I think it's the best grill that BMW have ever had. And, of course, I'm one of the few that like it. A lot of people dislike it, but I assure you, you, you park it next to an, to an older BMW grill, and you will not be able to go back to the old grill. It's so beautiful um, compared to the old grill. When you see them together, you could never go back because it looks so modern. Mm. And it takes a lot of getting used to, but it's a new grill, and, and a lot of people like it. Um, it's just an updated version, and a lot of people don't like change, and they don't like the big grills on BMWs, but I assure you, once you see the new grill next to the old one, you could you just have to have a brand new grill. That's just the way it goes. But I think the new spy shots of this 2023 BMW M2, I think that the body on this vehicle... And what you can see of the grill, and again, it's fully camoed from top to bottom, which is usually how spy shots appear. And these companies know that the spy shots are going to leak out. They know that people are going to see them. They know that photographs are going to appear online. I mean, these vehicles are in public. And these companies know that you're going to end up seeing them on some website somewhere. And they're clever enough that when these vehicles end up on public streets... And I know this because I've talked to people like Ford. When they put liveries and they put body armor and they put cladding and they put body pieces on these vehicles and they put them in public for the first time, they fake it. They fake the looks of these vehicles when they're out in public first time. So you think you know what they're going to look like, but this is not how they'll look when they're unveiled. Not drastically different. But this M2, this 2023 BMW M2, I don't think that's the grill you're going to see on the production version. I think this is a fake grill. I think it's going to have something closer to the new BMW M4 or M3. And you can actually see it if you look carefully that the grill is actually bigger. Um, especially the uh, BMW 3 Series facelift, which is also appearing in, in spy shots. It's got the new body of the current 3 Series, but the face is covered up with camo, which is, looks like a Van Gogh painting uh, in just black and white. And you can also almost see some of the lines around the headlights that look similar to the current 4 Series. So I think they're faking it. I think the vehicle 
is changing. And you think just the way that things get leaked nowadays, whether it be they know. you know movie information, yeah, all, what, all these things of spoilers, and that you th- think that that is just to throw this out there to kind of. I mean, you get your name out there so, that way too, but that way you don't. When so you want the new thing, you. I have. Got there's it. a whole department at Ford that dresses their vehicles in a certain way that they put on the street. They know spy shots are getting out there, and they dress them in a certain way to mislead you. I mean, the whole Bronco was put out there with the wrong body on it, so everyone was going, "Oh, this is what it's going to look like. It's horrible." They That's knew, right. They knew that people were going to get misled, and they dressed it a certain way with fake pieces on it, so everyone got misled. There's a picture here of the new BMW X6 facelift. Um, you're getting more accurate, but the headlights are wrong. I can tell you that right now. I may have seen some of these videos. I, I, sometimes I get to see some of these vehicles. There's spy shots of the new Transit Trail uh, here. That's fairly accurate. The new Kia Kona, uh, the new Hyundai Kona. Yeah, you can't tell enough. That's got a bra on the front. You can't tell enough. Uh, the new Ke- te- Telluride, the new Kia Telluride. I think they're changing the tail lights. Although they're showing only the front shots of this vehicle here, the the tail lights is what they're going to change. And if you look carefully at this vehicle, the lights are different colors from one side to the other. The Kia Telluride spy shots. One of the lights is one color and one is the other. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know that the not all the parts are real. Something's been going on in the photo lab, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's 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 a lot going on there. There's some Mercedes here, the A forty five that's getting a facelift. There there's a lot going on here. Uh, the one that does interest me is this new AMG G Class four x four. Well, oh, I wouldn't mind one of those. And the new Rolls Royce Phantom facelift. I have a hard time telling Rolls Royces apart unless I actually see them from the side. Um. You know, I have to see those things from the side, too. Oh, look, that's interesting. There's an Amarok spy photo, which is a VW truck. Why won't they bring the VW trucks to America? Come on, VW, get your act together. Bring us a truck in North America. We want trucks here, and we want the we want the bus to be they, reasonably priced. Yes, they say they can't make a... They really can't make a, a good financial case to bring a truck here, VW do. But uh, everybody else seems to make it work. Ford have made, right. uh, they have three different sizes of trucks now. They have the Maverick, the tiny little thumbnail truck. Mm-hmm. They have the Ranger, and they have the F-150. So they, they, they've got it all going. You know, well, I don't know. Everyone seems, I mean, they even even Nissan have uh, two different sizes of trucks. They can make it work. Why can't VW make one size of truck work? They're the they're the second biggest car company in the world. Bring them on over. Yeah. Come on, baby. I know you just lost 4,000 vehicles in a fire <laughs> off the coast of the Azores. but Yikes. Yeah. You should have some room then to, to make some new vehicles. That's right. we got to make up that dough. I'm rude. It's rude.com today. All right. All, all the humans were safe as far as we were told. <laughs> no injuries. So You know, a uh, little tip for you. If you uh, if you ever get really bored or want to punish somebody, you go to ourautoexpert.com and sift through uh, hours of TV footage of myself and uh, Mike Cadell on television. Or uh, there are uh, almost 200 episodes of Our Auto Expert podcast there where you can listen to hours of drivel. 
because that's what there is. Uh, you can listen to all of that and much more, uh, plus read some of the best inside a car stories about your next ride. It's all there at ourautoexpert.com. F.O. Anthony, and of course, uh, that guy, what's his name? Oh, Auto Andy. Yeah, he's there as well. It's all at ourautoexpert.com. Listen to it, enjoy it, make a really good celebration and tie your kids down to a chair and make... No, don't. Just make sure that uh, people enjoy listening to the show. And, of course, we're there 24-7 until we return here next week at the same time. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. <laughs> <laughs>